following program is pre-recorded. Live from the Hope Center in Plano, Texas, this is Hope in the Night. Late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help and on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. June, from time to time on the news, uh, we see stories of people encountering racism or prejudice, we might say. And uh, so Mm -hmm. what are some of the things, the contributing factors to someone becoming uh, racist or having prejudiced thoughts toward other people? Mm. That reminds me of a of a saying I've heard uh, periodically, and that is, with children, more is caught than taught. Mm. With children, more is caught than taught. And I really do believe that's true, Jeff. Um, it depends on if they grew up in a prejudicial home. And then kids can learn just by virtue of, I'm going to call it osmosis, meaning they just pick it up from their parents. Um, I think there are certain ways to evaluate, in other words, life experiences uh, that would lead to prejudice, such as um, what were the childhood messages that if, if you're talking to a person that that you received or it's like, did you, did your childhood messages uh, like from parents either spoken or unspoken predispose you to prejudicial prejudicial thinking? Uh, It's like by conveying the impression that certain people groups uh, were preferred over others Mm. or, um, or, now, this is an important one. Did, did uh, a bad experience with one person, um, if, if it were a racial situation, um, did, a, did a bad experience with one person or, or several people uh, lead you to become prejudiced against an entire group of people by you associating the actions of a few to the many, uh, that that would be a common uh, cause. Also, there are certain stereotypes of certain groups uh, that are assumed. It's like all people who are from this, uh, this race are this way, uh, not, not realizing, no, we don't just assume if one is this way, then all are. Um, and therefore, in this case, it would be an entire group of people uh, that is, are stereotyped as uh, mean or, or uh, unreliable, and that's not fair. We should see each other's... Uh, well, see each other individually and treat people individually, not based on what group they're from. Um, Now, another that could be easily attributed um, is peer pressure. Um, For example, um, did peer pressure persuade you to adopt a certain intolerant attitude against 
uh, a certain person or a, or a group. Uh, it's just like making fun of their features. In other words, kids, I'm thinking of, of teenagers in particular, um, or younger children, that uh, if the parents did this, or no, I said peer pressure, so that would be the other kids, uh, just making fun of uh, a particular person uh, or criticizing their culture or belittling their background. Um, it can be mocking their attire or, or uh, imitating their accent. But it's done in a negative way to be pejorative, to be negative. Um, I think one aspect to consider is um, just a misunderstanding of the cultural values of a particular group um, and therefore not understanding that there can be common ground that you can experience. Uh, some people think, oh, I don't have anything in common with this group. And uh, it's no attempt to build a bridge. And I'm, I'm bigger on, big on considering that we need to build bridges to people. Um, and I'm talking about when, when you don't know a lot about a particular group of people. Uh, maybe they are individuals that you you have no background being around people of a particular color um, I, I think the issue is especially I'm thinking about a man I know um, years ago who had a bad experience with one person who um, was um, a, who, who um, uh, hurt him in business and therefore he has I remember he had a he he, he didn't think, think he had prejudice but there was no question he did and, and I could hear it um, so if you received harsh treatment from someone um, be aware don't, don't typecast and be against all people of that race. The sound you're hearing is your generosity at work. That's our folding machine preparing hundreds of our short biblical resources to send to prisoners around the country. Hi, I'm Curtis Hale, president of Hope for the Heart. I want to say thank you for your prayers and financial support of our ministry. Thanks to your generosity, we've been able to send thousands of June Hunt's books and biblical resources to prisoners in Texas and to Rikers Island in New York City. These practical resources are pointing inmates to the hope of God's Word on issues like anger, abuse, depression, loneliness, salvation, and more. They're truly changing lives, and this is all possible because of generous friends like you. If you would like to help send more life-changing biblical resources to prisons around the country, you can give online today at hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. Are you struggling with a difficult life issue? Maybe it's a family problem, a private struggle, or something in your past you've never resolved. 
The good news is you're not alone. Sometimes we need to talk things through with someone who will listen to our story and help make sense of what we're experiencing. For more than 20 years on Hope in the Night, June Hunt has listened to thousands of personal stories, heartaches and challenges from people like you, and provided compassionate counsel from God's Word. No matter what the issue is, family, marriage, anxiety, abuse, grief, or just the daily stresses of work and life, June would love to talk with you and share help and hope through God's Word. If you'd like to talk with June on Hope in the Night, give us a call at one 800 917 We'll protect your privacy, and sharing your story might bless someone else's life. Give us a call today at 1-800-917. That's 1-800-644-4817. You are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. This is a ministry of Hope for the Heart offering God's truth for today's problems. We exist because of your ongoing prayers and continued support of our ministry. We thank you for that. If you have any questions or concerns about the topic of prejudice, we have uh, materials for you that will help you to understand that particular issue or almost anything else that you would be dealing with. Just talk to our customer support team. Let them know what issues that you'd like to have more information on. They'll help you with uh, some of our materials and resources that will help you. Customer support is at 800-488-HOPE, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. Again, they'd be happy to help you. Our material on prejudice, one of our keys for living called How to be a barrier breaker. And again, customer support is at 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. If you'd like to get in touch by email, you may do so at customer support at hopefortheheart.org and ask any questions you have regarding topics and resources discussed in tonight's program. Again, that's customer support at hopefortheheart.org. Let's get to our caller for tonight. We have a listening on KCBI in Texas tonight. We welcome Nydia. Hi, Nydia. Welcome to Hope. Thank you. How can we help you? June, uh, I've been listening for a while, and I decided to seek help because um, I don't know how to handle this. Um, We have several levels. Um, One, maybe the most important one, is children. I Mm -hmm. witnessed in, in a camp. Uh, Bible camp, uh, some heavy handling of small children. Ooh. And, and um, I started noticing that it was with Latino kids, and, and, and then I realized it was the size that was an issue because this was in the youngest um, spectrum in the classroom. They were, like, recently turned five years old. And um, this woman that was um, in the classroom um, before me, because I came the la- at the last minute, I was placed there. Um, mm-hmm. And um, uh, it was really, really uncomfortable seeing what was going on. But then, second. Um, they were not welcoming me when I came in. Uh, no, they didn't introduce themselves. I was. They don't. They didn't involve me in any way. I was left on my own. I tried to make lemonade with it because then I, I was there also with my grandchild, 
and he wanted to be a volunteer. He was six, and every time they left me behind and gave me the job to stay behind when they went to an activity, first thing in the morning, I told him, now this is an opportunity for you to be a volunteer. So he was helping signing the children that were coming late. So we had a great time in that aspect. And yeah, let, let, let me make sure I get this now. You're saying that there was like a Bible camp. Uh, is this like vacation Bible school? Is that? Yeah. Okay. And, and at, at the church, and uh, you noticed something that took place among the children. You, you're talking about five-year-olds. Uh, am, am I correct that this was among five-year-olds? Five and they're going to PK and first grade. That that's the age range. Okay, and you said that you had um, there was a, a six year old who was willing to help. Is yes. your, is that your grandson? Is that right? Yeah, yes, I was there with him. And okay. When they when I was given instruction not to go to missions first thing in the morning uh, to to stay behind and and receive the children that were coming late. Ah, okay. Doing it, even though my, my grandchild was not participating, we only participated once on Mondays. But Tuesday and Wednesday, we were told to stay. The the women in particular that I will be talking to you about it, but but the leader of the group was as bad because. No intervention, no no protection on the kids, no 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 putting no putting boundaries to avoid these things to happen. And when I went to her to to say how I was treated by this lady, she didn't act it, she didn't get involved. The country, at the end of the day, both of them were mocking me. So it was part of the whole thing. The environment was not very positive. Now wait a minute. Who was mocking you? Um, the leader, the young lady, the leader leading the the class. Oh, and this is this is not good. So, so how was she mocking you? Well, they left me behind. They, they didn't involve me in in any activity. But then I decided to be at the end of the line, keeping an eye on the children from the back because okay. I, I took it up on myself for safety. That was the best I could do. So I didn't, they didn't interact with me, so I interacted with the kids. And the kids that were younger, that I, I saw this woman being um, heavy-handed, uh, I took it up on myself to keep them in the back with me. Because one of the things I noticed is that they have small feet, and they don't walk fast. And there was a lot of walking in the camp, mm. the place is huge, and they mm. needed to be going up and down the stairs, crossing hallways, going downstairs, and going to places in the farther end, and coming back. I said, they must be tired. They get distracted. They're young. But, mm -hmm. Yeah, and then I was trying to protect them from this woman that was pulling them to the line and and putting their hands on them, and, and that... That was a concern. <laughs> That's what I was doing, is enticing them that they were leaders because they were the leaders 
in the end of the line. And that was uh, the reason for them to laugh at me because I was saying that we were the leaders of the line in the back. So I was trying to use reverse psychology to keep the kids close to me and in line and not going to be with the big kids and have to be pushed and pulled because they cannot go fast. You understand? I took it over myself to take them under my wings. Yes, yes. Well, um, it, well, that's that's precious of you to take them under your wing, as you said, because if they can't go fast, um, it, that you know that reminds me of something that I, I may tell you about later when uh, I saw a mother do something that was terrible, uh, in my opinion. I, I was, well, I'm going to say it right now because I'll forget, I'm afraid. Um, what happened was um, years ago, I was a youth director, and I was in a grocery store, and a mother was trying to get her little boy, tiny boy, um, toddler, or I, I don't know, he might have been four years old or something like that. And she said, if you don't hurry up, I'm going to, uh, if you don't hurry up, I'm going to cut off your legs. And he had a look of terror. And he, he had little bitty legs. You know, he couldn't go nearly as fast as she could. And she had him by the hand, but she was almost pulling him. And I, I just remember thinking, when she said that, um, I followed her to the front of the store. And I said, excuse me, um, I happen to be a youth director. And I heard what you said that you would cut off his legs if he didn't hurry. I said, children are literalists, and he can believe that you would really do that. I feel sure you wouldn't do that, but I just thought I would let you know that children are literalists uh, up to a certain age, and it can evoke terror in their hearts. Now, she just looked at me, and then she just turned away, and uh, all I know is I had to intervene. I, I had to say something, hoping that maybe down the road she would not do that again. And, you know, I, regardless of her lack of response, I knew it was right. Yeah. And I wasn't one to really be that bold, Um because that's the only time I ever did something like that. But my point is, uh, it is right for you to be concerned if you are trying to protect young little children. And you mentioned the word, I think you said heavy-handed, that yes. this leader was heavy-handed with the kids. Yes. Uh, and were you? did you say something like pushing the kids? Did you say something like that? Pushing, Pull, pushing, pulling. Yeah. <clears throat> and at the last, in the last day, she she overimposed herself. That I noticed that that she does tend to do that. She did it with me, but I stopped her. Um, with a little girl, and she, this time this was not a Latino girl. Um, I say, oh my goodness! Uh, so now she decided to, she she's doing this to to all the small kids. She imposed herself. The kid said, I don't need help. 
He said, yes, you do. And the, last, the next thing I heard, it was a screech, like someone was pinching or pulling or squeezing hard this little girl. It was mm. hurting this little girl. And she continued to be there, and the, 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 the young woman that was leading the class, she was there. She heard this, and she didn't come over to look what's going on. That, mm. I was terrified. I was terrified to the point that after that day, I didn't stick up to my stomach. I have not been unable to sleep because it was a scream of pain. Mm. And uh, um, I overheard her once she apparently let go of the kid and continued to be there. I said, if you, she said very slow, so the, 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 the woman that was leading the class being heard this, if you have another breakdown, you will be sorry. Oh. That's when I don't let my grandson be along in classes. I don't care if he's a church or not. He's a mixed-race kid. And on top of that, with age and all that, I know people have prejudice. I've seen it. I've mm. seen it for mm. me. So I'm very protective. But this time, this was a, a, an Anglo girl and a little beautiful child that I, I, when I, I left the room, I saw the parents sitting up, this kid, and I, I only had said, you have a beautiful child, and he was so proud. Mm-hmm. I couldn't say anything, and I didn't have, what I'm trying to, to deal today with this is, and I need your help. I don't know how to handle this. I don't know because there's no mechanism. There is no no one interested in knowing. Even when I let the person that placed me there know that I wanted to be transferred for the last day of the camp because I was uncomfortable. No question about why you're uncomfortable because I don't want to be the complainer, but I need to do this in the right way because they would not, I don't know how to Well, uh, when we come back, let's um, consider what uh, some choices are that you could make. And this is absolutely wrong. Um, In fact, the Bible says uh, in in James chapter 2, verse 9, if you show favoritism, you sin and are convicted by the law as lawbreakers. That's from the Bible. We would love your prayers here at Hope for the Heart. Over and over in God's Word, the Lord encourages us to lift up one another in prayer. We are reminded in 2 Corinthians 1.11, you help us by your prayers. So we want to encourage you to join the prayer team of June Hunt and the ministry of Hope for the Heart. You can join the Hope for the Heart prayer team at hopefortheheart.org slash pray. When you sign up to join our prayer team, we will send you an email each month to keep you updated with the latest prayer needs of June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart. Our prayer team is a great way to stay connected and support June and support the Hope of the Night broadcast. We are so grateful for your prayers and support of our listeners and friends like you who make this ministry possible. You can join our prayer team at hopefortheheart.org slash pray. That's hopefortheheart.org slash pray. And thank you for partnering with us in prayer. Do you ever struggle to believe that God loves you? 
that He accepts you, forgives you, and sees you as precious and beloved to Him? So many of us have a distorted image of God that He is distant, disappointed, or doesn't care about what's going on in our lives. The truth is, God cares about you more than you believe. We want to encourage you to check out June Hunt's popular 31-day devotional, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes. You will gain biblical insight to help embrace the life-changing truth of the identity you have through your relationship with Jesus Christ. We give this devotional to every caller on Hope in the Night, and we give praise to God for how it has been used by Him to change so many lives for so many years. Get a copy of June Hunt's devotional, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes, for yourself or for a loved one at junehunt.org. That's junehunt.org. Welcome back to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we want to help you, and we want to help you help others. If you have any questions about tonight's topic or any number of topics, there are over 100 of our Keys for Living that will help you to address your situation. We have Keys for Living on so many topics, and uh, one is sure to, to relate to something you're dealing with in life. Our Keys for Living provide biblical hope and practical help on a variety of topics. Just talk to customer support at 800-488-HOPE, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'll be happy to uh, help you know what resources would be best for you. Find you uh, a resource on our website. Many free resources there, as well as resources they can order for you, and uh, you can get those sent to you pretty quickly. The Keys for Living we're recommending tonight called Prejudice, How to Be a Barrier Breaker. Also, take a look at our website if you'd like to find all the resources there and uh, see what's available to you. It's uh, hopefortheheart.org slash store. All of our keys for living are there, as well as June's uh, many biblical resources, books, Bible studies. And again, it's at hopefortheheart.org slash store. Let's return to our conversation tonight with Nydia. Well, Nydia, I'm hearing that you were present at a vacation Bible school with children and there were the the five-year-olds. Uh, it sounded as though, um, uh, by the way, did you request to be with the five-year-olds? I know you had your, your grandson there. I, I offered to be a volunteer. Okay. When, when I, and I was, I passed the background check and this is the, I've been in other volunteering situation with children, so I was not new. But then when they welcomed me through a text, um, they told me the room I will be at. I, I, I Then I make um, clear, uh, known that I wanted to be in my grandson's yes. room because he had a, a, a traumatic experience in an elevator uh, like uh, two years ago, and he's oh. hesitant and very fearful. And usually there's not enough staff to take a kid to the stairs, but or you know what I mean, doing extra. So I've been ever since volunteering and helping other kids, but available to do that. And mm-hmm. that's what I requested to be in the room, and the, the, the lady was kind enough and did it. Okay, good. And so you volunteered to be a, a helper at uh, Vacation Bible School. And usually, I mean, they're at this 
in the summer, there are many, 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 many VBSs, vacation Bible schools, uh, among many biblically-based churches. And uh, so you wanted to be of, of help and then especially to be with your grandson, uh, who you said was uh, biracial, right? Yes. Okay, and that's wonderful. Uh, and yet what you saw was a leader who seemed heavy-handed with the children, uh, pushing or pulling the kids when it really wasn't necessary. Am I correct about that? Correct. Okay. And you said, I tried to protect the younger little children because they had difficulty, um, you know, well, children are all different different in terms of uh, some are faster, some are slower. And it uh, sounded to me like there were some that were a little slower. And uh, what it is is their little motor skills aren't um, as adept or maybe they're not as um, capable as, you know, that they'll hopefully grow into um, being able to do things at a little faster speed. But it um, sounded like you were being protective of the, the younger little or, or maybe weaker little children. Is that, is that correct? From that okay. kind of treatment, yes. Yes. But then I heard you say this leader, and I guess she was the main one, is that right? Well, the main one was going along with this. She... Ah. The, the, the person that was there helping her, because I was there as a figure, not as a, she didn't include me. I tried to. I was ignored the best they could. They oh. tried to. But the, that, the other women, she, she, she was, she, she allowed her to do all that. Mm-hmm. She was okay with her. Okay, so it's like she was second in charge. Is that right? The she, one she made herself, or she was. Yeah. Okay, so she, the one kind of second in charge, <clears throat> not the main one, but the main one did not. Well, she supported the one yes. who was being excessively harsh. Yes. Okay, and so is that is that safe to say? Am I correct that she was excessively harsh? Excessively harsh and even inflicting pain to a kid, yes. Mm, okay. And, um, by the way, thank you for having the heart to serve. Um, this is this is absolutely wrong, um, but um, it, it shows your heart to help. And I think that's very special when... There are many, many leaders, <clears throat> uh, many, many adults are needed, or teenagers are, are needed to be of, of service to uh, in, in churches. And it's unfortunate. In fact, it's what, what, what you experienced based on what you saw um, 
was absolutely wrong because you talked about the one who was, I think, excessively harsh, that she was she squeezed a child and inflicted a pain that it made that child squeeze in pain that took over that room. Mm. It was shocking. I, I was in shock. Yes. And the leader was there. And did nothing. Nothing. That's what I decided. I'm, we're not coming back. Mm. And I don't. And I'm sorry to say, but I alerted two of the mothers, mothers that I knew that she was already overpowering these kids. I let her. They know that I was not returning. And and because I wanted to make the decision to keep the kids there because I would not be there. Those, yes. those two cases are especially the ones that I was protecting this woman, from this woman. Mm. Wow. Okay, so um, obviously this hurt your heart. Absolutely. And this is... I've been saying. Mm. That Thursday, it was my grandson couldn't go to camp on Friday uh, because I asked to be transferred, and they did. But then no one asked why. I say I'm uncomfortable. I was waiting for someone to ask because, again, as I told you, there's no mechanism to bring up feedback of any kind, and mm-hmm. positive or negative. And and I, I, I I've been praying and. Since Wednesday and 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 seeking the Lord, and that's where He put in me be protective of these kids, and that's mm-hmm. what I did the last time. It, it was Him that that showed me do this, mm-hmm. and and um, but I I that screech and that pain and that woman doing nothing, and I brought this to attention to this leader that this woman was abrasive with me that she pulled a pen from my hand, she intervened in a situation that was not called for nothing negative. I was helping a very tiny kid that didn't return after that, and she pulled the chair, she, she scolded him, he, she, he took whatever work he has and put it in the floor, this is what you do, you need to listen to instruction. And I, I said, that was so on call. That was the first incident that I saw that was out of place. And I said, there's a problem here. This person should not be dealing with kids. But then they, I didn't have connection with the leader. I waited for her to come back when I come down. I said, would you please don't do that again? You don't grab things from my hand. And it was not necessary for you to intervene. I have this under control. It was not needed, all that. And she tried mm. to turn it off, and she was smiling and laughing and looking at the leader like, like it, it was positive while we were talking. We were not. I was putting boundaries very strong, and I reported that to the leader. Yes, she, she didn't protect me or help me. Mm. Wow. Okay. Well, <clears throat> is there? <clears throat> excuse me. Is there another um, person who is over the one who was with the that was leading the five year olds? Um, usually there would be someone else who would be more in charge. Is there someone like that? Well, this is what happened. We, when we volunteer, I guess we don't get trained, and we are, we are not told those things. 
I, I, I didn't have a, a manual or I didn't have a, a, a card that says, this is the person you respond to in case of this or nothing of that sort. So I didn't know who it was, who was who. who. They have uh, T-shirts that were different, but names were not, name tags were not available, uh, names were not available, titles were not available. So you had to guess. And the people that I tried to talk that were signified by that T-shirt that was like workers, people that work in the church in that ministry, um, they were, for, oh, I tested to see how responsive they were. Mm, they were, one of them even kind of was standoffish and like, why are you talking to me? For another matter, just because I wanted to know what was the protocol, how, how can I handle this, you know? And I said, mm-hmm. oh, no, this is not going to work. So I didn't know. I didn't know who to go to. Well, I I do know that <clears throat> at times there's a children's director um, okay. who a, a main yeah. a main children's director, yeah. and and the thought is um, because I was on a church staff, and um, I remember specifically I had huge responsibilities um, I was right out of college but um, um, I I would my in my heart <clears throat> if I had something in writing that um, and you are by the way you're very articulate this is you're you're specific you're being specific and if um, now, I was a youth director, um, but I remember at my church, uh, there was a, a children's director, and you said, yes, there is one. Um, and I would want, as a director, I would want to know anything that would be um, excessive, because you are clear about how the main one, well, I'll say that the, the person who was the most offensive, who, who was excessively harsh, um, and, and these are, it sounds like these are like all volunteers um, that were yes. in, in the different eight grades. Um, but, you know, you could be very helpful by detailing, writing down, and just expressing your concern. The sound you're hearing is your generosity at work. That's our folding machine preparing hundreds of our short biblical resources to send to prisoners around the country. Hi, I'm Curtis Hale, president of Hope for the Heart. I want to say thank you for your prayers and financial support of our ministry. Thanks to your generosity, we've been able to send thousands of June Hunt's books and biblical resources to prisoners in Texas and to Rikers Island in New York City. These practical resources are pointing inmates to the hope of God's Word on issues like anger, abuse, depression, loneliness, salvation, and more. They're truly changing lives, and this is all possible because of generous friends like you. If you would like to help send more life-changing biblical resources to prisons around the country, you can give online today at hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. 
That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. No matter what you're facing, there's hope. Sometimes it's hard to believe that. When we face challenges at home, work, in our family, or maybe a private struggle, it can be hard to see what God is doing. The good news is you're not alone. If you're facing a difficult life issue, we'd love to help. Give us a call at 1-800-NIGHT-17 to talk with June Hunt on the Hope in the Night broadcast. You can talk with June about any issue, whether it's family, marriage, anxiety, anger, abuse, grief, or just the everyday stress of life. June would love to hear your story and work through it together with God's Word. The Bible says there is surely a future hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. If you'd like to talk with June, give us a call at 1-800-NIGHT-17. That's 1-800-644-4817. Your story might bless someone else's life. Welcome back. I'm Jeff Oliver. You're listening to Hope in the Night. This is a ministry of Hope for the Heart. And our customer support team is available at 800-488-HOPE. That's a Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'll help guide you to God's hope through our resources. Let me recommend some of our keys for living that we have here that relate to tonight's discussion. It is uh, prejudice, how to be a barrier breaker. And that's one as well as the keys for living on bullying called Bullied No More. Those and many other resources are available by calling customer support at 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. If you would like to speak with June about something that's going on in your life and do that on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night, give us a call at 800-NIGHT-17. That's 800, and then spell it out, N-I-G-H-T-1-7. When you call, leave a detailed message for us. We'll get back to you as soon as possible and talk to you about what questions you have and what uh, direction you'd like to uh, to understand that God's Word deals with your particular situation. And by the way, we have availability in the next few days, so we want to make sure that we get to you and schedule you for an upcoming Hope in the Night. Give us a call again at 800 800- Night 17. That's 800-644-4817. Returning now to our conversation with Nydia. Well, Nydia, I just appreciate that you care enough to be specific and to reach out um, because we are responsible for children. Um, Children don't have uh the the size the uh, when you're talking about a five year old um you know there there's no comparison to a physical adult and therefore god God looks at the heart, and I think that's a key issue is I don't know why people can think, um, I don't know why adults can think it's right to bully or to be, well, I, I just was in a conversation uh, yesterday with a friend, and she talked about how her father would sneer and be cruel just with a strap, just hitting her and 
and the you know, the siblings and but he took delight in doing this so some adults are absolutely wrong and um children do need to be protected but most of all those who are are adults they need to have a changed life and certainly they don't need to be put in positions of leadership as you've just described um i think at issue is um Um, this is what this is what I would appreciate if when I was on staff, I would appreciate if someone like you, so I'm really talking about you being willing to do in essence a, a little timeline and just say, I was a volunteer in this department, and um I wanted to help uh, the the fifth graders or what, wherever I was assigned. And I, then I was disturbed at the treatment toward certain children by um, the, uh, I guess you could say the assistant leader or the second in control. But and and to, I mean, I would just lay it out because how, we can't make changes if we don't know about it. That's important, yes. And so I think if you were to say the first day that you were there, was there anything that concerned you? Uh, and just, the, you know, um, was this a, a five-day vacation Bible stool? Yes. Okay. So you just, I think, just to do it, one, what, what did you observe on the Monday? What did you observe on the Tuesday? And it may not be anything on a particular day, or there may have been something, an attitude the whole time. But, you know, giving, um, just just being aware um, it is helpful. You can be hugely helpful when you report something so that, and it, it's not an issue of you, you're trying to get somebody in trouble. You're trying to protect for the future. Is that correct? I'm trying to protect the kids and they should not be with kids. Yeah. Yep. The, the, those leaders should not be with children. They shouldn't be put in position of leadership. And usually in a, a, a church, a, a large church, um, many times the, the staff member uh, may have no awareness because they're dealing with so many, many, many details. And um, I remember specifically when Vacation Bible School was going on, when I was uh, the youth director. I was also dealing with the youth at night. And so I did not, um, you know, it, it, in other words, I wasn't involved with the children. But 
I the, this is I don't think this is the norm. I I would hope it uh, it would not be. Uh, it may be that also what you described is. Was I hearing that there was there any racial aspect to this where certain children of a particular race were being um, targeted? Um, I can say that she was not very happy with me there, and she was not very keen to my grandson. Okay. It was especially you and your grandson. Okay. Yeah. My grandson but, was the only uh, uh, kid biracial in the room. Okay. And these other kids that were, the other were Latinos too. My grandson speaks Spanish too, is bilingual. The other kids that are younger, they were they were adorable, let me tell you. That age is wonderful. They they were the the smallest, most of them were Latino. Mm-hmm. Okay. So whether you put that in your timeline or I mean if you feel that there some was some racial aspect, um so many times you hear, "Don't play the race card," meaning. But no, if you yeah. if you know, if if you did believe that only Latinos were targeted, then you need to state that. Yeah. Um, but at the end, the last minute, I don't know. If she, the woman, was very shaken because I was already making waves because I let the leader know that I was not pleased. And I didn't appreciate how she was handling the small kids that were Latino. She told her because she protected her. And I noticed that she was talking to 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 leaders that with mm-hmm. the with the signifying uh, teacher that we know that they were staff. And mm-hmm. I said she didn't do that to me when I told her how she treated me. So there was an aspect there of differential treatment. You understand? She didn't seek help for me. When I told her that I, how I was mistreated by her, uh, but she okay. was seeking help for her when I brought that issue. That she was really very, she was very out of control that Thursday. It was unusual the level of stress that was women yes. showing, and at the end of the day. It, what happened with that small child was no Latino. It was a small child. But then I noticed it was then there was an issue with small children, too, regardless. Mm. But there was okay. an issue also with me being different and my grandson. She was not. I, I noticed there was not. Yes. They didn't introduce themselves when I walk in. They didn't tell me. They didn't include me. That tell you a lot. Mm, mm. Wow, um, that's distressing. Well, you know, the Bible is very clear. Uh, for example, in James chapter four, verse seventeen, we read, "If anyone knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them." And therefore, what I'm saying 
to you is um, you observed yes. what was wrong. Uh, you observed that, you know, we, we all, uh, as adults, we, we know we should be good to children and not, not you know, squeeze them and so that they yell and cry or, uh, and so, but um, you, you can't change what has happened, but it could be if you have the names that you would protect other children in the future for, for being put in a leadership position uh, for anyone who is harsh and, and heavy-handed. And so I think the issue now, this is, this is what I would appreciate if I were over a division, over a, a large group and where I had a lot of leaders. Because uh, candidly, when I was a junior high director, I had 120 leaders, just leaders. And, um, you know, I, 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 I would have wanted to know who was effective with children or who would not be effective uh, with children. So um, is, it, is it okay with you to go on and just detail, you know, day one, day two, day three, because you would be a protector. And we are called to be protective. Um, I, I think, uh, in fact, uh, Jesus is very clear that uh, about uh, those who, with children, if you are doing wrong things toward children, it's like there'll be a millstone put around your your neck, and uh, uh, that that means it'd be a heavy heavy stone, and it's a it's a very it, Jesus was cautioning uh, and anyone who would hurt children. So you can make a difference and just pray. Uh, go on and make the list of day by day what you observed and then you could you know some people say well I I want to sign that and others can say I'll I don't want to sign it um, main thing is for you to report it and um, may God give you uh, wisdom as you write this down and Heavenly Father, we pray you would prepare the hearts of the ones who will get this, that they would know what to do for the future to protect the children. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We'll be sending our keys for living on prejudice called How to Be a Barrier Breaker. We'll send that out to tonight's caller. And we do that free of charge because of your generous support of this ministry. If you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash givehope. And we thank you. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and past programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also, our program can be found on all major podcast platforms. To join the program, just give us a call at 800-Night-17. We have availability coming up in the next few days. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope.